0: Coming up this Saturday, there's a concert called Moved by Voices of Consinity. The artistic director for Voices of Consinity is Sarah Koffold, who joins us this morning. Sarah, good morning. Thank you for joining me. Voices of Consinity, what exactly is that?
1: Well, good morning. Thank you for having me on. I'm really uh, happy to be here. So Voices of Consinity is a 12-voice a vocal chamber ensemble that sings primarily a cappella music. And we are located in Northeast Connecticut. And we have a fabulous concert coming up just this Saturday, but we're performing in Vernon, um, not Northeast Connecticut, but close enough. And it's a really great way to come out and enjoy all types of choral music, from beautiful choral um, cathedral classics to jazz folk, even sacred harp and uh, spiritual And so it's a really great time to um, explore how music kind of stirs our emotions and transports us.
0: And how it moved us as well. In fact, your concert is called Moved. Why is it called Moved?
1: Well, (laughs) it was this idea that sometimes, you know, if you're sitting in a space and you hear beautiful music surrounding you, it can sometimes move you to tears. And trying to understand what is it that causes that sort of emotive response And so this concert actually has um, sort of an interactive component. So it's not just an opportunity to sit and listen to music, which is definitely something that an audience member will get to do. But there's also an interactive component where um, there's an app that folks will be able to interact with and sort of explore the emotions that each song sort of conjured and brought up and sort of figure out what it was it about that particular song and see if others in the audience felt the same way. Um, and it's, it's just a really interesting way to explore what's that physical response that we have to music. And the French have a term called, uh, for it. It's called frisson. And um, it's the term of that chills that you get when you listen to music and you know, they've done a lot of studies on it and sometimes it's basically when something unexpected happens where your body sort of doesn't realize you're expecting it to go a certain way and something unexpected happens and it's glorious and you get filled with warmth or overcome with tears. It's that automatic response. And so we have music that was curated and chosen just for those particular spots in the music that sort of, has the potential to sort of bring, bring about those chills or um, emotive uh, feelings.
0: Sarah, I think a lot of us have been to concerts, but few concerts we've been to, do we interact with an
1: app? Tell me more about how that works. Well, um, <laughs> most folks these days have a smartphone. Not everybody, obviously, but a lot of people do. And so um, we invite the audience to open their cell phone, we have a QR code which they can scan from the program, and it takes them to um, an app that is just basically a, a poll or an in-person quiz kind of thing, and um, they're able to interact with it while we're performing um, and space in between the songs to really interact. And we did this last uh, fall in stores. We did the same thing, and it was incredible to see the words that people used to describe the emotions that each song sort of, um, brought up with them. It was incredible, and, um, it sort of shows it up as, like, a little, like, plot with all the words, um, that people came up with for the emotions, and it was just a really incredible way to see, um, how the audience felt with each of these songs. And then it was neat for the audience to be able to find words to express what this music really meant or what, what it was creating in their own minds and their bodies as they experienced it live, because there's nothing that can replicate experiencing the music live where the sound just surrounds you, especially in a, in a church where we're singing, where it has a very great acoustic And it just rings and sort of fills the whole space.
0: Now, if you're driving a car and you're fiddling on your phone, they not only call it distracted driving, but you can get a ticket for that. So you are encouraging people to be playing on their phones while your show is going on. That's a different concept from most concerts.
1: Well, yes, that's true. We ask people to turn their ringers off. And it's not playing on their phone per se, (laughs) but being able to interact. You know, we're... We are in a time in our, you know, lives of our generation where people are, use their phones for everything, for everything, and it's just an added um, interactive component. So it's not a requirement to be a part of this concert. It's just if people wanted to interact in that way to learn a little bit more about how the music affects them and the others sitting around them, they can they can use this interactive app. It really is to, to gauge. Um, a deeper level of engagement with the music.
0: The concert will feature soaring cathedral choral classics, jazz folk, sacred harp, spirituals, and stunning contemporary choral works by living composers to bring chills, thrills, and tears to leave the audience moved. And the title of the concert is Moved. Where will it be taking place?
1: At St. Bernard Church in um, Bernard, uh, Rockville Center in Vernon,
0: and is there an admission charge for it?
1: Yes, it is $10 for a ticket. However, no one has ever turned away from our performances. So um, it's not free, but $10 for a ticket. And then if, if someone can't afford that, we allow them to come in. Who
0: are the members of Voices of Consenity? Where are they from? Are they from a wide area, including maybe all of eastern Connecticut or maybe beyond that?
1: Well, we have folks as far from as Burlington, Connecticut, which is clear across the other side of the state, Um, Hartford, Vernon, some of us are in Northeast Connecticut. We're really, we've drawn from a a lot of professional singers from um, Connecticut. So we have a really incredible group. Um, We feel very fortunate to have these singers. Some of them, and the thing that I love about our singers is that they're not all professional musicians only. So we have some who, um, one's a lawyer, one's a historian, we have another um, who are music teachers, a really eclectic uh, group of folks for this um, um, chamber ensemble, so we're pretty fortunate.
0: Sarah, I've got a song here that you sent me from Brian Jones. Why don't you set it up and tell me what we're about to hear.
1: So Brian Jones is actually one of our bases, and he came to me last year and said, you know what? I want to compose a song for Voices of Consignity, And I was like, okay, this would be great. And he did. And it's called It May Be. And it's an Alfred Lloyd Tennyson text, which folks might, might find familiar. Um, but the way he composed it, it has such a soaring, empowering quality. Um, it's just such a wonderful encouraging piece for us to keep going so this is a little snippet of the middle of that piece
0: Just one example of the Voices of Consinity and their concert coming up on Saturday evening at St. Bernard Church in Vernon. Tickets $10. Students are free to attend. Sarah Kaufold with us this morning. Sarah, what's the difference between the Voices of Consinity and the Consonere choral community?
1: so Confinari Choral Community, we are a um, choral arts organization located in Mansfield, Connecticut. And our goal and mission is to build communities through choral music in Connecticut. So we actually have four different choirs. We have Voices of Confinity, which is our professional chamber ensemble that we, we try to take out across the state. We have Choir Matrix, which is our soprano alto choir, which sings in the fall and the winter. And um, we have uh, our community choir, which is actually singing right now, so if anyone is interested in joining, it's for all voice types. Um, we rehearse on Sunday afternoons in uh, stores. And then our last one is we have a youth choir. And so all of these um, choirs work separately but also together to sort of build community and find ways to instill a love of singing. Um, in, in our town and in those that are able to come to our performances and our events.
0: Sarah, give me an idea of what it would be like to bring along, just hypothetically, a 12-year-old who probably has not been exposed to music of this before. I'm sure they've come before. What kind of reaction do they get? And how important is it to expose them to this kind or a different kind of music from the kind of stuff they might be listening to 24-7 during the rest of the week?
1: Sure. You know, um, and you're talking about to our concert, right? Not
0: Absolutely. And by the way, I feel that when you get exposed to a different kind of music, the way to see it is live and not on the radio. I know that's my job here, but or or not on vinyl or on some sort of digital form. When you hear it live, it seems to connect with you. It seems to move you more.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because there's something about the voices singing together Um, that create harmonies, and as those harmonies um, sort of move out and they're locked in, it creates all these overtones that sort of invade the space. So that's kind of that live experience. And asking, or having a 12-year-old, who probably listens to very vastly different types of music, um, it gives them a chance to experience something different. Voices melded together has been... Music for millennia, that is what we have been, that's our first instrument, right, is our voice. And it's something everybody has and everyone is able to use. And so if we create a program where a 12-year-old can see themselves possibly reflected in Maybe one of the styles of music, um, perhaps maybe the jazz they have heard before and they could attach themselves to that, or something that is just so achingly beautiful that they have a physical reaction to it. It's a way to just sort of draw them in. Um, I think children should be exposed to all types of music, you know, not just one particular type. I mean, I think every piece of music has, has value, and um, it's such a wonderful way to express ourselves as humans.
0: Amen to that. And, Sarah, how did you get first exposed to this kind of music?
1: Well, I kind of grew up in it. My father was an organist and my mother was a singer. So I didn't really <laughs> have much of a choice. Beethoven was my favorite composer at age three. but um, So I, I was sort of grown into it. But, um, honestly, I tried not to be a musician and tried to, 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 to do a different career out, but it found me. And um, it has been a, such a rewarding, rewarding career um, to be able to teach, foster, and encourage others to use their voices to share and express their feelings, what they see in the world, and... Um, just, just to be who they are through their voices. And so I think one of my favorite things to do is to teach people how to sing.
0: Voices of Consentity, Connecticut's versatile vocal chamber ensemble, illuminating the breadth and variety of choral music through innovative and artfully sung programming. Their concert coming up this Saturday, April 29, 7 p.m. at St. Bernard Church in Vernon. You said, Sarah, tickets are $10, students free to attend. Will that be tickets at the door, or do you get them in advance?
1: You can buy them in advance on our website. Um, it's very easy. It's just a, a quick little PayPal link. Or you can um, pay at the door with cash, check, anything.
0: And that website, I'm going to read it slowly here, ConsinityCT.com, C O N C I N N I T Y ct.com for the concert in vernon this saturday night voices of consinity when music allows us to feel moved sarah kaufold our guest this morning the artistic director for the voices of consinity hope a lot of people get a chance to enjoy this sarah thank you for joining me this morning
1: thank you so much for having me wayne i greatly appreciate it